Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading for the sixth Sunday of Easter is from Numbers chapter 21. From Monhor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way, and the people spoke against Moses and God. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? There's no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, we live in a time where teachers and parents, coaches, counselors, culture, and even advertising slogans try to convince you and me That we are awesome. (laughs) That we have some sort of power within. Consider some of these phrases that we hear in culture. We can all think of this old one from Nike. And that is this. You can do it. Yes, you can do it. Here's some other slogans. You have what it takes within you to discover your potential. You can do anything you set your mind to. Be. Yes, I like this one. Be legendary. Redefine the impossible activate, yes, activate the power within you. Now, did you notice what all these slogans have in common? You see, they seem to point you inward to your own resources, your own skills, your own abilities. Indeed, these phrases tend to point a person's eyes inward towards their abilities and a somehow, some way, some power within. Now, while it may be true that some jobs in life require some good old sweat and grit and a certain set of skills, it should be clearly noted that this is not, it is not how Christianity works. If you think Christianity is about looking inward for greatness within, well, you cannot be further from the truth, further from the truth about Christianity. Christianity is the exact, Christianity is the exact opposite of looking inward. You see, when we focus too much on the Christian and not enough on the Christ, well, we begin to look at ourselves as the center of the Christian faith. And when we look at ourselves, well, we end up fixating on our own so-called spiritual abilities, our own so-called power, our own so-called, indeed, abilities. 
Looking at our spiritual abilities and powers, though, we begin actually to collapse inward on ourselves, which results in the destruction of the Christian faith altogether. You see, you and I can never, hear this, you and I can never be at the center of the Christian faith. There is no greatness in our hearts, but only layers upon layers of sin and darkness. Tragically, tragically though, there are thousands of people sitting in pews just like this, this morning, across America, and they know, deep down they know they don't have greatness within. They know because they are failing. Yes, they know they are failing with life. They have failing marriages, they have struggling jobs, unruly kids, low finances, and poor health, just to mention a few. And that's just a few. Life has beaten them up. Indeed, life has beaten them up. However, they do not talk about their problems because they look around and everybody else around them seems to be doing great. Or at least they think they're doing great. But nonetheless, these people, they drag themselves out of bed, maybe hitting the snooze four or five times, but they get themselves into church every single week, but yet bogged down with life. And once in the church, well, the preacher man, he gets into the pulpit and he perhaps rightly points out all their problems. He boldly preaches that families are falling apart, husbands are not listening to their wives, wives are spending too much money, on and on and on, kids are not obeying authority, and so forth. It's a disaster. He lays it out correctly. It is a disaster in this life. Basically, the preacher man tells his flock, all the parishioners sitting in the pews, that they're not obedient enough to God. And the people in the pew, they agree. They know it deep down. But here's the problem. Here's the catch. The preacher man may have correctly pointed out the problem of the sinful heart within, in his parishioners, but once, now now mark this, once he has done this, the preacher man then points the people not away from their sinful heart, but he points them right back at it. The preacher man points them back to themselves to somehow fix the problems by resorting to one of the many terrible slogans that we hear in culture. But obviously, keep in mind, the preacher man is not so naive as to just simply repeat a secular slogan. He has to actually Christianize the slogan, to take a pagan slogan and make it sound spiritual to his flock. So he does this. He says this, you know, with faith, you can do it. With faith, you can do it. With your faith, you have what it takes within you to discover your potential. With faith, you can do it. You can do anything you set your faith upon. Be legendary with mighty faith. Redefine the impossible with faith. Activate your faith within you. Now, in case you don't know this, this is insanity. This is, mark this, spiritual abuse at its grandest case. This is wretched theology. It is complete heresy. Shame on those pastors. And God have mercy on those parishioners. It's complete nonsense. Yet people, they keep on coming back week after week after week to these pathetic and Christless churches. My friends, the point being is this. Your relationship with God, no matter how good or how bad you think you have it in life, it cannot be based on you. If it is based on you and not on Jesus, then your salvation is only as good as you can be. 
And frankly, the scriptures do not paint a pretty picture of our corrupt hearts. Look at Jeremiah especially. He says our hearts are deceitful, and who can understand them? And considering faith itself, yes, faith sounds pious, and when you add it on to a catchy slogan, it can make it sound spiritual, but keep in mind that faith without Jesus is not real saving faith. Faith must always have an object. Faith must always connect to and cling to and receive Jesus. Faith, faith, yes, faith clings outward to Christ, not inward on your own abilities. Faith is only as good as that which it connects to. So what this means is that we must confess that our Christian faith is not based on looking inward towards our internal abilities, but rather we look outward to Jesus, our mediator. We see this idea of looking outside of ourselves in the Old Testament reading from this morning. is really quite clear. In our Old Testament reading, we hear about the Israelites who were bitten by snakes in the wilderness, and many of them died. The poison, it ran through their veins, it seized up their hearts, and they died. It infected them, poisoned them, and again brought them to death. However, amid Israel's grumbling and their impatience and their poisoned bodies, the Lord told Moses to make a pole with a bronze serpent on it, and whoever, get this, would look at it would be healed. The poison would not harm them. In other words, The Lord did not banish the snakes that were biting the Israelites, but rather he had Moses put a snake on a pole. Yes, a bronze serpent was nailed to a cross. It was then lifted up for all to look away from their poison and the snakes and look to that pole to be healed and to live. Take a moment and consider that a little bit more. The Israelites were not told to disregard the snake venom. They were not given a bunch of life principles and life pointers to overcome the snake venom. They were not told that they were overcomers and had power within, that they had to somehow actualize their power within to overcome the poison in their veins. But rather, they were directed, get this, away. They were directed away from their snake bites towards a bronze serpent on a pole that was lifted high for them to see. They were directed away from their predicament. They were directed to look outside of themselves towards a bronze statue for healing and hope and restoration. Now, obviously, all of this prefigures Jesus, who was high and lifted up on the cross for you and for me, as we hear in John chapter 3. Now, dear baptized saints, keep in mind, when you look inward to yourself, what you will see is a life full of sin. When we look inward, all we see is layer upon layer upon layer of deceit and sin. There's no bottom to this heart of ours. In other words, looking inward at ourselves does not lead us to life and forgiveness and salvation, but leads us to sin and everlasting darkness. Bluntly stated, if it can be perfectly here for you today, Matt Richard is not the solution to Matt Richard's sin. It's that quite clear. I am not the solution to my sin. Jesus is. And the same is for you. Listen to Martin Luther on this. I love this. He says this, The gospel, it calls us to look not at our own good deeds or our own perfection, but the gospel calls us to look at God himself as he promises and at Christ himself, our mediator. 
Dear baptized saints, the nature of the Christian faith is that God has snatched you not only from darkness unto light, but he has snatched you away from yourselves. Yes, he has snatched you away from yourselves and placed you outside of yourselves so that you do not depend on your own strength, your own conscience, your own experiences, your own works. You see, you're not anchored to yourself and your abilities, for that would sink you surely and quickly. But you're anchored to Christ and his gifts. You're anchored to the promises of God which cannot deceive you and do not fail. Your hope is not found in the Christian. It is not found in you, but it is found and delivered by the Christ. Succinctly stated, Christianity is not about you. It is not about you, but it is about Jesus who is for you. It's about the Christ who is for you. God be praised. God be praised indeed. So dear baptized saints, when the devil sinks his teeth into you, do not go looking for preachers and books and spiritual fads that point you within yourselves for a solution, but instead look outside of yourselves and behold Christ, the victor over the devil. When the world sinks its teeth into you, look outside of yourselves and behold the Lamb of God who was lifted up and sacrificed for you and for the sins of the entire world. When your sinful nature sinks its teeth into you, look outside of yourselves and behold Jesus Christ who died your death and is your resurrection, yes, your resurrection from the dead itself. Yes, look outside of yourselves to Christ, the only one who is completely righteous, the one whom we all benefit from. You see, never forget that God works from the outside in, not the inside out. It is from the outside that he places the word into your ear. He pours the word into your ears so that you might hear and know with certainty that you are forgiven. It's from the outside that his blood is laid upon your tongue, that his body is laid upon your mouth so that you may know with certainty that you are forgiven from the outside. Baptized saints, do not be deceived. Looking inward to your sinful hearts only results in sin yielding more sin, sin upon sin. But the one outside of you, Christ Jesus, is the fountainhead of grace and life and truth. Yeah, grace upon grace for sinners like you and sinners especially like me. You will have troubles in this life, no doubt about it. Indeed, you will have troubles in this life. But take heart. Look outside of yourself. Do not look to the serpent on the pole, but look upon Christ. He was lifted up for you. You are not left to yourselves, but have an unfathomable goodness, an unfathomable goodness and mercy in Christ Jesus, who intercedes for you and has reconciled you to the Father. He's a Savior that came for you long ago. He's a Savior who comes to you this day, and he comes from the outside. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. 
The Lord bless and keep you. 